three, two, one. Welcome to Hungry Hip Hop, potluck style reviews where we dish out the freshest takes on what these artists are serving up. We're looking for the spiciest bars, vibes, and production in order to expand our palettes and diversify our playlists. What up, guys? Alan here, and today we're going to be talking about Conway the Machine and his, more importantly, really highly praised album from February of this year, God Don't Make Mistakes. If if you're, if you're not familiar with Conway the Machine, you probably are familiar with his label, former label, not former label, Griselda Records, uh, founded by his co-rapper and friend West Side Gun out of Buffalo, New York in 2012, which might surprise you to hear that Griselda and Conway have kind of been on their grind since the early 2010s, but they've been on it. And it's just been really cool starting around 2020, right around the pandemic to see, to see Griselda, to see Conway, to see Westside all, all fucking exploding with relevancy in the rap game. I guess one big highlight that I would point out is in 2017, uh, the whole label was acquired by Shady Records, uh, which actually was a boon for them back in the day that they were able to feel like Griselda had a solid financial backing from Eminem's label. Uh, but this was actually touted as going to be Conway's final record on there. Like, as I mentioned, since 2020, his, his fucking status in the rap game has exploded, getting from like a feature on Donda with Westside to on this album, he has like a Lil Wayne feature, T.I. So in terms of someone who is right at the precipice of being a major, like going from, from relatively well-known underground to a mainstream rap name, this was going to be, this was kind of the time for Conway to really show out now that people are really talking about Griselda. And in my opinion, God Don't Make Mistakes is him fully achieving everything all of the work that he's put in up to up to this time went into this album and i can just see the strong fundamentals he came in with the great beats the great features i think this is i think that when the lights were shining brightest on conway he fully stepped up and really achieved his potential on this so i guess that's my little intro mark what was your thoughts listening to the album uh, real quick before uh, I get into those about my thoughts on the album. Uh, I just want to mention a couple other things that I was just reading here on Genius. So he apparently like had this album basically ready and done like two years ago. It was supposed to come right after From King to a God, but got pushed back for many reasons. And then he released like two projects in between. Um, but I guess he released a track list for this on Instagram in like June of 2020. So quite a while ago. And then like another one on June 2021. But anywho, also this a big thing about this, which you kind of got into, is that um, this fulfills. This is his final album on, or this is this fulfills the contractual obligation to Griselda, and so he's now kind of like a free agent, and so um, he's no longer under Shady Records, and he's no longer part of Griselda. I think like in terms of the label, but he's still very much a part of Griselda in terms of group. Uh, he's sure. been mentioning it out a lot in interviews. That he's still part of it as a group, just not like label wise, not necessarily right now. Because apparently Westside Gun owns Griselda label wise, which I thought made total fucking sense. There's no, there's no way anybody would ever draft Westside Gun to a team, uh, but it makes uh, sense that like he created the team and then drafted some real rappers. So that makes tons of sense to me. Um, but 
yeah. So anywho, what I thought about this album, um, I kind of actually want to start from what I quickly thought about from King to a God, which was my first Conway the Machine experience, which I thought was pretty good. Like the man had like some bars. He had some flows. Um, he had this like gritty, like dope game rap, you know, type thing. But I don't know. A lot of the beats were meh. A lot of the features were meh, my part, in my opinion. Um, there were a couple good songs and like a couple deep cuts too. But it just seemed like it had potential, but then it really fulfilled the potential. This album feels like the fulfilled potential. This feels like the fulfilled potential from King to from King to a God. The intro and this starts off hard with that gritty, just like lurking uh, down the streets of like Brooklyn type view, whatever. Like, like this shit sounds hard. Um, and Conway, I mean, his rapping sounds so good, like so good. Uh, I can never decide whether Benny's my favorite or Conway. And I think after this album, I think I have to say Conway. Like his, his rapping is nice. It's crisp. He has this like flow and groove to it. Um, and yeah, lock load the intro track, which is hard as hell. And a lot of tracks on this for fire. Um, he kept it short 12. Thank you so much. Do not give me 21 tracks of this. I do not need 21 tracks of this, but, um, a nice short 12 track, you know, a couple different, you know, slower jam, some more like hard stuff in it. Not a, I mean, I'm looking at, it, I guess there's like a decent amount of features, but it didn't feel like a ton of features to me, at least. Um, it felt like I heard his voice a lot on the album, like it should be. Um, and yeah, just like another great one to add to the Griselda run. Dude, honestly, Griselda's having a run the way we thought Brockhampton would have a run. <laughs> like, if we're being honest, <laughs> like, like, like Griselda, like, like, I don't know, like Brockhampton, like, had it at the start for like a year and then they like slowed the fuck down whereas like griselda has been pumping out these motherfucking albums every two to three months for two years straight <laughs> yeah they, they turn them out and they're, they're turning them out they're and they're solid too. Yeah. yeah so yeah uh milo this is milo live in stereo coming at you with this 48 minute long album only 12 songs average song length is four minutes so alan already mentioned the features what you can expect there are some other features like jill scott and a one feature that i, th I think they forgot to change his username to the actual rap name so i can't even pronounce it but you'll see it on the track list it looks like a twitter handle or something i don't know how to say it and that rapper actually even mentions that in his verse or her verse i think it was a female rapper at any rate this album musically does not you have to i think people understand if anyone's been following this podcast if you're new to this podcast i'm i guess the one of the resident old heads uh, this is a little boom bappy for my taste just a, just a little really? too boom bappy for even my standards of what i would like out of music so if you're not into those sorts of sounds like just the i don't even know what to call it the old time speakeasy jazz loops with uh, like the, the kick that came, it sounded like it came from the MPC Akai from the eighties. If you're not into that sort of texture in your soundscapes, this is definitely not going to be for you as far as music is concerned. There's one song that sounds a little more electronic. We can get into that track by track. As far as the rapping technique goes, once again, very old head, the, I was crunching and munching down at the luncheon underwear bunching type 
delivery. So if you're not into that, some of the raps even sounded like just spoken words that the, that the feature wrote and then brought into the studio. Mm. So I know what you're talking about there. I know what you're talking about. If it is definitely an old, this is an old head type album. I think Conway's like 40, right? Or late uh, 50s? He was born in 82. Yeah. He's definitely so, not late 50s. Old, bro. So it, it makes sense. This album, I mean, honestly, I think being dead would be more exciting than this album. This album was really boring, but it's good. It's good. It's War- worse than being dead, but it's good. War and Peace is a good book, but it's long and tedious. This is the most yeah. East Coast rap album I like have heard in a while. That's so surprising. <laughs> this is straight up like fundamental East Coast to me, dude. Question. Did you like From King to a God? I can't remember. Oh, thanks. I can't remember either. But thanks for mentioning that. (laughs) So for the people that missed it, because I missed it. So I'm just for the benefit of the people out there. From king to a god, Conway went from a king to a god. And God doesn't make mistakes. So Mm. I like the sequel. Yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wow. I did not expect that at all from you. I'm going to keep that 100% real. Yeah. Um, I thought this was gonna be three for three. I am shocked. This is gonna. Make I didn't even say it was bad. <laughs> I mean, the grapes of wrath. Once again, great book. I fell asleep at least, you know, seven times trying to get through. Yeah. It. That, gotta, that's that's, that's gonna be the title. That's gonna be the title for this episode. <laughs> God, don't make mistakes. Is the grapes of wrath? Just plain and simple. Just write it out like that, dude. <laughs> There's no fucking drinking titty milk on this album. <laughs> Oh, that's God. a deep cut I think that, rap reference. Yeah, sorry, I don't. Know yeah, <laughs> I don't know that. Anyway, I assumed it was. Um, before we get into this, actually, no, I want to ask you at the end of this. At the end of this, yeah, then. Um, all right, Alan, let's let's get into this. Where do you want to start? I mean, I, so I could start at the top, but actually, let's start with the John Woo flick. <laughs> Featuring Benny the Butcher and West Side Gun. I want to start here just because it's click. the one. Dude, it's the it's the one that has like the big Griselda names on it. And like when I no, mentioned that this was like a straight up like East Coast sounding fucking rap album, like this is one of the songs that I think just executes it really, really like really, really smoothly. There's like <laughs> there's a lot of bars that I that I really like. I ride around two things. That's a Mac and a K. Act like I'm playing. I'm pulling up. I'm a blast you away. Yeah, I need to stop. See the money pile over. My shooter coming off the bench like Kyle. Cor- <laughs> like Kyle yeah, Cor- I love that line. <laughs> yeah, I fucking loved it. That was that was Conway, right? Yeah, that was Conway. Oh, it, could- it wasn't West Side Gun. We know that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what West Side knows about bench scoring from player like Kyle Corver, but... But I think everyone just, like, executes really well on this track. And when I think of, like, a microcosm of the whole album being an East Coast rap album that's just, like, like fucking dark at points and heavy at points, but also has a few bangers as well, I think this is a great place to start. I think the song is just executed really, really well. Uh, Milo, what do you think? Yeah, man, this one's a skip for me. It's crazy. It was the first one you chose. So this one's a, Gr- a Griselda reunion song. It's all three of the members, and I, what killed it for me? You can, y'all already know what killed the song. I mean, 
that's on this album. That's on this album. Dude, I love. So I, I got used to it by now. I fucking love that shit by now. I get. I, I get so it. high for it. Yeah. I think yeah. I like that more now because it's on this good album. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, you're fine. I, and then his verse, that voice, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the yeah, see, I'm around. <laughs> It was. It was as far as I, if they'd taken West Side Gun, it would be off the off the track. It'd be a let play. If they took the ad libs off and took his verse out, it would be a let play. I still wasn't that excited about it, but like the rapping technique was fine. Like the bars you mentioned were were cool and clever, but who their leader? I can't get behind him. Mark. <laughs> oh God. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I thought, I thought this is a good, this is the first song I heard, heard off the album. I remember that Spurs 3, the pussy cut on the previous Conway album was like my favorite. And so I was like, I, let me figure out which one has all three of them. And I saw John Woo flick. I was like, this is it. So I listened to it and I thought it was dope. It's not my favorite beat off the album, but I do think it hits. Conway comes in and kills the shit, you know? Um, uh was it uh i'm from the east side them niggas over there be wilding and catching bodies throwing bullets like aaron Rodgers. i thought that shit was sick and then uh yeah when you said my shooter coming off the bench like kyle corver i when i heard that i was like oh <laughs> yeah. i was like god damn i told you i had class with his cousin right i can't what? i think it's uh, uh clark corver i had class with his cousin i had greek class with his cousin Oh, yeah, damn. Okay. They both went to like the same college together or whatever. <laughs> like he was in like his master's. He was gonna like his master's. <laughs> uh he was I don't know if he was good or not. I can't remember to be honest, but yeah. Okay. How much three point shooting? <laughs> he said apparently he was like <laughs> apparently he was pretty dumb, but they both played in the same college team, but like one went pro, one didn't. So hmm. yeah. So I don't know. Anyway. Played a Duke? That's fucking wild. Yeah. So uh anywho oh and i like the line where he says uh i'm kobe bryant on my team i'm the fucking closer which is wild to say on an album on a song with your team like damn bro he's poking y'all he's poking y'all on the track bro he said i'm the closer on this team shit i thought i thought benny and conway was gonna or west i was gonna say something about that but none of them niggas said nothing i guess it's your song so i guess you could say that um Benny sounded good on this. He didn't sound as good as he did on Spurs 3 off the from King to a God. On Spurs 3, I thought Benny the Butcher sounded like a god. His verse was 10 out of 10 flawless to me. This was not as good. It wasn't flawless, but I did think it was just as good as Conway's. Like, it was on the same level. Uh, I really like the line where he said, the trap empty, all I had, kitchenware and a biscuit. I need a pile of dirty cash and somewhere I could rinse it. I don't know. Something about that line when he rapped, it sounded hella dope to me. West Side motherfucking gun, bro. When he came in, I was ready for it. And I'm not going to lie. At this point, like, I'm just kind of used to it. Like, it's just kind of one of those things that I'm just got used to. I've been with him now a little bit. Yeah, too. Like, it just, yeah, it just, it just doesn't. It. Like, I would never yeah. listen to a whole album by him. Never. But, like, on this song, you know, hey, no bricks in the off-white road. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> It just sounds like it sounded so sick. And then it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. Just everything he kept saying just sounded dope, to be honest. Like, I was like, whatever. And so I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, it's a cool song. I didn't think it was absolutely amazing, but I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it, uh, it reminded me <laughs> while you were speaking. I was the 
Honorary Griselda member Freddie Gibbs on this album at all? Yeah. I don't remember seeing. Oh, on this album? No Freddie on this. He no wasn't? Freddy yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he was, yeah. I know, so sad. He's in a lot of beef shit right now, though, too. I don't know. He's he doing a lot of work. Huh? It's also, I don't know. I think Freddie, like, gets pulled into beefs when he'll, like, see something stupid, and then he'll leave a comment on Instagram, like, this is some stupid shit. And then, well, because his one with Gunna was hella funny when Gunna was like, I'm about to have the biggest moment of Freddie Gibbs' career on my album. <laughs> and then the, the, the bar he <laughs> dropped was, I don't fuck with Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> and, and Freddie Gibbs never recovered from Gunna for the diss. I like the energy. Yeah. I don't fuck with Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> um... Milo, what did you think of this song? Of which one? Oh, he went. Did you give your thoughts? You already, oh, you already went, my yeah, guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's the song you did like on here if you didn't think it was complete trash? If you thought it was Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> what's the only <laughs> thing I know about Grapes of Wrath is that it sounds like this album, apparently. <laughs> I <heard laughs> like this album. There's really... titty milk drinking in Grapes of Wrath. I mean, that's a big is... spoiler. In the... <laughs> The song I liked was Guilty. Uh, that one was actually... God damn it. That's the first song I didn't like. Sorry. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the, the... So basically, it's just a song about... What I really appreciated was his commentary about how he has, I think, Bell's palsy, right? Mm-hmm. That yep. was, and yeah, that yeah. affects a lot of the way he speaks mm-hmm. and how he's mastered his craft in order to like overshadow that mm-hmm. so people don't just like see the disability and just write him off i mean you how you feel about that kind of narrative you know you can discuss that but i thought it was very personal and it was a nice break from just the typical braggadocia line to like dealing drugs and coming out of the trenches but just telling me like hey i have this i have this ailment and I'm glad that people, you know, can look past that. So the soundscape was cool. It was pretty much the same 70s type deal, but the substance really overcame that. And I thought it was cool how the song started. Like they dropped the music for him to time it so that when he punched in, he would punch in on like the kick and the music would start. I thought that was really nice. It's something I don't think was done anywhere else on the album. Maybe I missed it. But I, this was a cue up for me. I'm not putting it on my playlist, but I would definitely like if someone was going to, you know, ask to add some songs to like a road trip playlist, I'd say, yeah, you can put this on there. Mark, how come you didn't like it? So I should I should rephrase that. First, I was wrong. The song previous to this one was the first one I didn't like. A Wild Chapters? But, yeah. This one was the beat I wasn't so much a fan of. But once he started rapping and got into like his story, it grew on me. I still wouldn't play this one. It's not a lot play for me. But... Yeah, the whole shit about, like, that shit was inches from my carotid. I would have blooded death and nobody could stop it. Doctor said the bullet too close to my voice box to try to get it out. You know, you can't touch that. I doubt there's anything we could do about it. Like, he's, like, really telling about this shit. And then, yeah, like, I like that part a lot where he says, um, uh, I know feeling in my legs, I took a bullet to the head. That's why I choke out the comments that I read about the way my face looked and shit. I could have been dead. You know, just look focused on the lyrics, don't focus on the appearance. Like, man, like this was getting to him. Like, I wouldn't have known for like this nigga who sell drugs, rob and shoot people, that people saying his face is kind of funny is really getting to this nigga, bro. You know, um, especially since he knows why too, you know, like what happened to it. So 
I don't know. And like, this is not the only time he mentions it on the album. He will mention it again. And so it's one of those things where it's like, this is like really bothering him, um, you know? And it's just, it kind of makes you remember like, damn, gangsters got feelings too, bro. <laughs> like for real, like, it's like, they might yeah. be drug dealing and having people shot or killed or whatever, but like, you know, like it hurts his feelings when he makes fun of them, like anybody. It just, I don't know, puts it in perspective. Yeah, there's another song like that on, we'll probably get to it later, but Alan? It's interesting you picked this one because I like this song. It's just, it's not, I don't feel like it's meant to be the most like grab you immediately catchy song. It's like mm-hmm. you sit here and you listen to this story that like Conway's telling you about the why that, why his verses and when you hear him talk, why he like has that signature, like, I guess it's almost like a slur at the end. So he's talking about all this stuff about like why his face looks like that, why his voice has that little trail off at the end. And just like people, people don't even know that like when you're just making fun of him casually for that fucking little, like the way his face is not super symmetrical. It's cause he got fucking shot in this kind of wild shootout. And I guess I'll wrap it up by saying, I do like this song. I think it's a really good look and like the best story he's told about the time that he got shot. Uh, it's interesting though because like we're gonna next week we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about a very famous rapper and who also went through a pretty a pretty big accident who also credits that as part of his creativity and oh also one of my favorite records from 2020 little dominique's nosebleed they're all about these like weird accidents that happen and like these rappers that like use what happened to them to like pour into their creativity i think is a really cool like channel of that uh i guess that's a little foreshadowing to what we might be talking about next week but i think it's cool that conway is able to take like getting fucking shot getting bell's palsy and kind of weaving it into his story weaving like weaving the way that his voice is even to like make a signature sound that a lot of people really fuck with i think is a really like a really creative way to overcome that and i just like this song as a way to as a way to really get that across so i like it a lot but it's not it's not one that i'm gonna be playing in the car a lot if that makes sense makes sense makes sense um a song that i liked that i felt was a just much better version of this song is the song stressed yeah that was Um, the one i was i referenced earlier yeah. yeah i just felt like it's like the next level of this song um stress honestly i i mean i, I want to do a whole episode on it but like i feel like i could spend a quite a while like breaking down this song because there he says a lot of shit in this song it's like this is one of those songs where um uh not it's not a thesis necessarily it's not like a thesis for the album i'm going to say but it's one of those things where it's just like when someone just finally hit their tipping point, you know, like like all these things that have been going on in his life. And this is finally the point where he's like, I have to let all this shit out. I know I've mentioned it here and here and there in different songs about this person dying or this being this way. But here's where I'm letting it all out. And from like all this shit he's going on, it's just yeah, it's just it's just kind of wild. And there's a lot of lyrics he says in here. But before I get into just going specific lyrics. I want to see what y'all thought about the song. So, Alan, do you think? I would call Stress the centerpiece of the record, in my opinion, yeah. where, like you I said, like it's kind of the, it's along the same, 
along the same lines as the last track, it's talking about like real shit that has happened to Conway. But I think the scope of this song is much bigger where I, I don't even really want to get into the story that much of it. I just want to say, like, please listen to this song and like pay attention to the fucking lyrics, because this is what this is what Conway is about. I think if you want to understand what he wants to get across in his art, this would be one of the best places like this is, I mean, I wouldn't say the best place to start necessarily. It's like, it's pretty dark and like, it's pretty sad. Like when you really read into it. But when I think back, like in two years, when you ask me what's kind of like, what I'm going to think about coming back to this album, I think that stress is going to be the first one that I think of just because it is such like an autobiographical track. And it's not like a lot of this album is autobiographical, but it's just everything from like alcoholism to mm like the tragedies that happened with like with his children and with his spouses and like girlfriends. It, that's just like, and not in a kind of like in a real talking about all the, all the women I bang kind of rap. rap shit. This is, this it's is, vulnerable. yeah, this is vulnerable. So I would say the song is great. It's not the most fun, but it's just really powerful. And I'd say I can't really speak to why it's so powerful other than please listen to it. Milo. this this song has a pretty good hook that i don't i'm just gonna go for it wallow 267 that's the the guy who's singing the hook so i think the hook's pretty catchy it's just the music for this wasn't the best it was really like chimey and it meandered a lot it's it's still a let play like i wouldn't skip this but i'm not gonna cue it up and it ends with a skit i don't know if anyone appreciated uh, the skit at the end it wasn't bad for me, but it certainly wasn't something I got a whole lot out of. I got more out of the selling point of the song, which is what he was talking about, talking about losing a son, substance abuse. And going back to what we discussed about drugs is how being rich doesn't solve all of your problems. And in fact, it can give you brand new problems that take you completely by surprise because you didn't expect them because you've never been rich before. And it very much reminded me, I can't remember the name of the song, but I remember I appreciated Young Thug for this on Punk, right? It's not Pink, it's Punk was his last album. The one y'all hated. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go with Punk. But Young Thug also made a song to that, pretty much that same effect, explaining how, how all the money and the clothes and the fashion, it doesn't help sometimes, in, in his case at least. So it was cool. It's definitely a let play for me. And I, I I do agree with Alan. It's probably not the place you should start, but it is something you should check out. Yeah. But yeah, it's like a part you should work up to. Like I'm glad it's later on in the album and not early. Like it's a it's something you should work up to in the album. Um and it's kind of yeah, it's almost center. I don't know if it's dead center, but it's almost like right center in the album. Um, but this is in the in the hook, he has this line where he says, um, and do anybody care that I'm stressed? I don't come around, so I get just out of sight, out of mind. And I really thought about that, and I was like, man. I was just like, the idea that, like, you know, the people who care about me should really care about the fact that, like, I'm really not doing well, but I'm, like, y'all don't even see me, y'all don't even hear from me. So it's like, I guess I also kind of can't blame you. Like, I'm, you don't see me, you don't think about me. And, like, I don't know, I feel like I've had thoughts like that sometimes. And so I really thought that was cool, and I connected with that. Um, second verse, uh, he talks about his uh, 
he said my cousin he took the cord and put his throat through it i uh, was had a, a chance to tell the nigga don't do that blah 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 and not too long after my cousin hung himself i never told nobody but i lost the son my damn self imagine being in a hospital holding your dead baby and he just looking at you you trying to keep from going crazy that's why i drink a bottle on the daily and then third verse he starts off with 10 months old, I was abused, kicked in the stomach. I swallowed like a balloon, zipper on my stomach because they split my liver. Not a day goes by where I don't sip my liquor, where I don't roll one and twist my swisher. Thought I was helping with the pain, but I'm just getting sicker. Like, man is like really, 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 really going through it. And like, he's recognizing that he's an alcoholic from all the pain that has he's been dealing with in his life. But that alcohol is now killing him and he recognizes that too but he still can't stop because it's helping him deal with the pain from childhood and from the loss of a baby and shit and so it's just one of those things where it's just like man bro like if you did not know this nigga was stressed before this song you know this nigga's going through it like real 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 talk so uh it's heavy 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 song um so what did you not like about wild chapters because it was a T.I. Because that song, I put that song on my playlist. I really enjoyed that song. Yeah, really? I actually liked it a lot, too. It was probably one of my least favorites. Um, so one, I was the first beat that I did not like that came in. I was like, all right, not really fan the beat. I didn't think Conway's verse was really that good at all. Um, T.I., I did not think sounded that great on this song. Um yeah, I don't know. Something about the the vibe it was going for just it didn't hit for me. Like nothing about this song clicked or like made me like just be in it. Like I, it's hard for me to explain, but yeah, it just it did not work for me. But what made you really like it a lot? This would be a radio song. This would be the song I would pick for the single to put on the radio for airplay, especially because of the hook that Novell or Novel sings. The way that you say like it's the content is kind of like just okay, I think is almost a selling point of it for me because so much of this album is so dark and so heavy and so much just like rapping long verses over kind of, like you said, jazzy beats or just drum samples. I think that uh, Wild Chapters is a really good song that, you know, it's just going to give you a hook to kind of like bring the energy back up to pull you back in. So I would, I mean, I like your point there a lot where you said it's a song that like you could throw on the radio and this would be the one that I would like. If this was 2005, this would be the one that I would play at the, at the station to see if they would like want to play my album just because it has a good hook. I think, I think it's Novell like does a great job singing it. And it's, I, I guess another element of praise I could give to the album is that just when I'm starting to get a little fatigued with like dark, heavy songs, he's not afraid to just like throw us a bone with a catchy hook like like this is to kind of like bring the energy back in. And I think Wild Chapters did that in a really like a really good way. And because there's a couple songs between this and the one that had like Lil Wayne and Rick Ross on it, which I would say is the first one that's like clearly a banger. I'm gonna say, can and, we talk about that one next? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that one next. Yeah. I I'll go ahead and say I like that one too. But this is, but I can say they're both examples of tracks that want me to like bring the energy and bring the attention back up. Um, so I like it in that sense, especially in the context of the album. But Mark, what what are you thinking about that second track? What's it called? 
Tear gas. Tear gas. Yeah. So this shit, I thought the beat was pretty good. Con Conway was out here spitting. I liked Conway more than Wayne or Ross on this track, if I'm being honest. I thought, once again, this there's something about these Griselda-type beats. Like, they really have a specific signature sound for the beats that mm-hmm. makes it feel like I'm watching, like, American Gangster with Denzel Washington, you know? Mm-hmm. Or it makes it feel like there's a show. Actually, I just started watching the show, like, last week. Godfather of Harlem with Forrest Whitaker. Amazing show. You should watch it. Um, he plays Bumpy Johnson, a drug dealer in the, like, 1960s in New York. But this, their music sounds like that. It just sounds like grimy New York, I sell coke out my trunk type shit, bro. And, like, I don't know, like, whenever, like, Conway or Benny and all them rap on this shit, like, the beat has that, like, haunting sound and the piano and shit. And they just, like, are crisp rapping about, like, all this, like, crazy shit that they, they live. And, yeah, Conway's just good at that shit. Um, yeah. Oh, and, oh, so he mentions a line here that he mentions, I feel, pretty fucking often. Or he's mentioned multiple times on this album. Probably won't get my flowers while I can smell them. It's going to take my tummy demise before they realize I was a legend. He says this multiple times where he's like, man, I feel like people have not appreciated me yet. And they're not going to appreciate me till I die. And I think people should know that I am one of the greatest why I'm alive. Like, I don't want to have to die for people to know that. Which is, I mean, it's a little bit arrogant, yeah. But then what else is hip-hop for? So I don't know. Like, arrogance is allowed, sure. But I don't know, kind of complaining that you feel like people haven't goaded you while you're still alive when you're not even in the GOAT race. Like, you're not. No one mentions your name and talks go unless you're, like, a close friend of yours. Like, nobody. Like, you're. if I had to think of three top rappers in that GOAT race, you are not in there at all. No self-respecting blogger, anybody. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I don't know why I went on this thing like that. He's stressed. We know he's stressed. He's a little bit this way. Sorry, sorry, Conway. You stressed. You know, you 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 was one of the greatest rappers ever. You you would go. You would go, Conway. Um, but yeah, all that to say, I thought he was dope. Wayne, uh, it really hurt me to say this, but yeah, I was not feeling Wayne's verse. I did not think his flow was that great. I did not think the shit was that like fun or interesting. I thought, yeah, I thought it was actually pretty. Pretty weak, sadly. Um, Rick Ross, I thought it was cool. There's some nice little, nice little tight short Rick Ross first. You know, him coming in, giving a nice little feature and hopping out at the special. Milo? Yeah, I appreciated the Young Money features. That was, it was pleasant. I mean, they're the only two people on this track that didn't talk about anything at all. As far as substance goes, it was just Conway. You're talking about not seeing his son. And his cousin doing time. So he was actually talking about real things. Whereas, I mean, Wayne, I don't even know what Wayne was talking about. I feel like he just was freestyling that off some perks or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm serious. I just, (laughs) can I just interrupt for one sec? How can you guys like, like criticize Lil Wayne in this verse for talking about nothing, but be like, Oh, oh, dude! No ceilings three was fucking. Hey, like, listen, 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 listen. It's a problem when he's a feature verse. Listen, I, I legit listen. cannot believe you guys are like this. Listen, he he criticized Lil Wayne for not saying anything. I didn't. 
I criticized Little Wayne for not sounding good. I thought this was just a whack sounding verse. I don't care about his lyricism. He, that nigga right there, care. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> don't get it twisted. I, oh my god. Okay. Any other songs? People. No, I like. I like this track. I think this song is a fucking banger. Oh, yeah, I you gotta first. go to it. Yeah. I think this, like I mentioned, the the intro track is really that like dark heavy, and I like the contrasted vibe of getting like of getting Wayne and getting Rick Ross on it. Like the Rick Ross verse is pretty. Rick Ross is like, for a baseball analogy, he's that pitcher you bring in in the eighth inning when you're just like, just solid, just get no outs. We got to just get through this, and you know it's going to be good. That's Rick Ross's verse. I. I don't know how you can criticize Lil Wayne at this point in his career for not having anything meaningful in his verses. What, where have you been for this whole time? And I liked his verse a lot here because I'm like, I'm like Mark. I thought his flow was like really good on this. Was he saying anything? No. But what? Well, this is the dude no. who fucking wrote a Millie. Like what? Oh my word! The hardest freestyle of all fucking time. The hardest freestyled okay, song okay, of all right. time. It's right up there with how to love, but <laughs> but my favorite. But sometimes Lil Wayne comes out with like these fucking one liners. I love like I this on on this one. I loved it. Like I kill the pussy. My dick need a teardrop. Oh my god! How did you guys not fucking love that line? Oh my dude? god! That's fucking hard pun intended. That is not it. And like and he's I I don't know. I thought that was funny as fuck. And then. Also, the end of his verse when he was, uh, or the end of Conway's verse, I liked when he was comparing his, uh, like, how he doesn't have custody of his, like, his son who's alive and has to see him only on your time. Did you guys, or on certain times, did you guys catch that? I catch was that. Like, it, no. Now you got, now you got a Russell Wilson type nigga looking after your son. Yeah. Oh, I did, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. I did Russell hear that, Wilson's yeah. not playing for the Seahawks anymore, but. Yeah, <laughs> but, but do, so you, do you guys, but everyone out there, you know, Russell Wilson. With his wife, Sierra. he's raising futures kids. Oh, that's kids. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, those are futures kids. I thought they weren't. Well, one of the like a wild. The older the older boy is like <laughs> futures son by birth, which is like one of the craziest things that people like weirdly don't talk about more. But I think it's like the most interesting thing ever. But and like yeah, future like texted that- one of his sons and said, "Your mom's a bitch." <laughs> Or Rob's a hoe. Yeah. So like that, like that's crazy. Future is not a good person, probably. <laughs> no, but I, I liked how I liked kind of like he, the way he he didn't like drop future by name, but mentioning like Russell Wilson, who he also like praises on this album, mm-hmm. I think was a really like subtle way to to weave that in. So I liked it. Conway again on his lyricism shit. Like Lil Wayne wasn't, but Lil Wayne is Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. So we know that. And I like this track. About when it was wrong, but what have um piano love? Can we talk about the next song? This, if there is a Griselda type beat, this is the primal example, in yeah. my opinion, where you hear the P that daunting, eerie piano, and then just that boom bap drum coming in the background. That shit is so fucking perfect to me, dude. Like I could hear it. I could listen to a whole album of those of these goddamn type of songs. Um, lyrically, I can't remember if there was any specific thing lyrically. I think this was just more of the braggadocio rap type of shit. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. But it just sounded amazing, like sonically to my ears. I could just have this shit on repeat all day. 
Um, this like to me, this is this is the Griselda sound. Um, apparently, this is actually the first single off the album too. I don't know that. So uh, yeah, um, I don't have anything technical to really say about it. I just I like it a lot, and it's like enchanting to me. Um, Milo, yeah, this song's a let play. It's got a hook. Can't remember what it was, but it's got a hook. And <laughs> as far as the music, yeah, definitely. I just a, boom, a piano loop with some boom bap drums is what I wrote. It's the same as what you get from Griselda. And as far as the, yeah, the braggadocia, that's basically all the content is living in the trap, selling, making drugs, evading the cops. Yo, my city is dangerous. Everybody, everybody thinks their city's dangerous. The, the only, everybody, everybody, everybody should be dangerous. What? I mean, you know what I'm what? That's a that's a good kid, Matt. City deep cut. How did you get from A to B? Anyways, I don't know how. I don't know why that came up right then either. Everybody, honest, but... everybody, the way you said everybody, I was like everybody, 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 everybody. Did you guys listen to this song by Kendrick Lamar, Rosecrans? Y'all are on one today. The selling point of this song is. You know, New York has y'all remember in the blueprint when our friend I was gonna call him well, Sean. I was gonna call him Sean. <laughs> I know you were. I, I I fucking saw it on your face. Like <laughs> please stop. I will praise that you can actually say Jay-Z for once. <laughs> Jay-Z said Vamos. And Mark was like, you're probably the last last nigga that ever said it. <laughs> <laughs> the, there was something in the hook about Boogalas. Can anyone tell me what that is? I don't. I Boogalas. The fuck is a boogala? Exactly. So, tune into this. You get some good Griselda content, good Griselda music, and you get to learn some interesting New York terminology. Okay. So, to answer your question, the boogalas are a family who own the Buffalo Bills. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do we want to talk about the spoken word on Chanel pearls? Or was that a skip for everybody? It's not a skip for me. It was a let, it was a let play. And that was a skip. Yeah, uh, it is a skip for me. I did not think it was that good. Um, I thought... I thought... Uh, what's her name that was on it? Uh, Jill Scott. Jill Scott. I thought Jill Scott did all right, not great. I thought Jill Scott did all right, but I especially thought Conway, like, it did not hit. Whatever it was that this nigga was going for, it did not hit. <laughs> and it, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. I'm thinking of Bobbis. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, on Chanel Pearls. Yeah, the beat is softer than I preferred, but that was about it. Um, I did like Conway's line where he said, uh, you about to get away with murder. You my Annalise for any how to get away with murder fans. It's kind of cool little line. Um, yeah, but Jill Scott didn't really add anything for me. Um, I didn't think the song was amazing. I wasn't too big of a fan of like the last four songs of this album. Well, sorry, the last song's good, but like the three songs prior to it or three or four songs prior to it, I thought kind of were just like, eh. Like whatever. So the beat on this, I think, is the selling point because it's 
when you take jazz and kind of merge it just a little with a little little touch like the edm feel i mean just a dash like salt bay levels of dash you get like this lo-fi electronic feel and it stood out to me on this song which was a nice little break i wasn't conway was fine to me i didn't think he was lackluster the the jill scott verse it just felt a lot like remy ma trying to do slam poetry and it wasn't working for me i wouldn't skip it as i mentioned it is a let play but the the feature wasn't it wasn't i wasn't feeling it i liked the feature and it like i think well i definitely liked it more than you guys but for me it worked just in the context of like coming on the back end of an album that is like that could use a little bit of variety i guess like this song definitely brought that in terms of like like you had mentioned it's a little bit softer of a track especially with how dark the few leading up to this have been so again i'm giving it that kind of praise of when you switch up the energy you kind of pull me back in and this song really did i don't think that this is conway really like mark your criticism is valid too where i don't think this is conway necessarily doing his like deepest most like intricately woven verse at all but for me that's like that's fine because in the context of the album i really like where this song is placed and then getting jill scott on like like even if it's not like it's i'll be honest it's not my favorite thing that i want to listen to all the time but i see what he's going for with having this kind of like contrasting voice of a woman coming in and saying like you want to be with like a real person not one of these like these girls you get with just to like who you're going to buy a Chanel bag and then fuck. And then that's it. Like Conway needs more than that at this point in his life. And I think Jill in that role played it really well. Um, I, I get that. It's not, it's not the most like fun thing to listen to necessarily, but I don't know it worked in the context of the album for me, especially. And I already kind of like, liked the concept of the song. So I get what you guys are saying though. Yeah, and I agree with you, Mark. Babas was horrible. That was it was like a, they took like a dream sequence out of yes! Asia or something. Yes, I was sitting here and I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, it seems like, <laughs> like, like when when who's the person Keisha Plum was started going? Yeah, I was Keisha like, Plum. "Okay, they're going for some once again, yeah, dream sequence type shit." Like, all right, and then when Conway did it, I'm like, "Oh, they're failing at this." Like, I know the sad thing is, like, I know they're failing because I know what vibe they're going for. I've, I've seen other artists do it. Like, it's a dope vibe, but, like, they, like, missed it, like, bad. Like, they really missed the mark. And, like, it was obvious, in my opinion. <laughs> At one point, I wrote, what is this, Section 80, high power? We're, like, the voice in the background. <laughs> Keisha. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's like, yo, this sounds like high, about high power, bro. Like, 100%. So much, so much straight up taking off Section 80. <laughs> It was not the vibe. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's probably one of my lesser lesser liked tracks on the album too. So, no, no complaints for me. Well, before we break out the spiceometer, I guess it's appropriate. The next track is the last track. God don't make mistakes. Do it. So, I just wish the music would have been better on this. Everything was there for a really solid outro. Like the content was there, just reflect on his life. What if this, what if that? And talking about all these different like crazy scenarios. It ends with a skit that isn't so bad. And the, the feature on this one 
did nothing to take the song down. So we were good. We had everything we needed. We just needed the music to be a bit more of the kind of, you know, the fireworks and booms of a finale that you would expect on your way out of the production. And it just, it wasn't there. I, I definitely disagree. I think this is just like one of the best ways to wrap up an album like this. And I don't, I don't necessarily feel like I need a big fireworks display to end this album because I feel like the message God don't make mistakes is telling you that life is that life is long, that life is hard, but it's all going to pay off in the end. So I like the idea that Conway as a person, Conway as a musician is going to continue to keep moving forward. It's not necessarily the end for him. So I like that it leaves us on like a track that I would call I wouldn't call like very dire or negative, but it's not like the last track of good kid, mad city, for example, is a huge, like it's called Compton. And it's a huge, like look at Kendrick Lamar saying that like he's King Kendrick Lamar, but I think Conway's going for something different on this where he's like going for more of a life goes on type vibe. The production I didn't think was bad. Like it's an alchemist beat. And I don't think the alchemist ever misses. So I, I fully, I think that this is really good. The closest thing I can compare this to is like, it's not trying to be as catchy, but it reminds me of Last Call by Kanye West off of, um, off of College Dropout, where it's like a long song and it's a lot of storytelling going on in it, but it's a great way to close out like a great album. And just like Last Call did close out a great album, I think, I think this track does as well. So it's a, like, a good album has a good closer. And to me, this is an especially strong closer. Mark? Yeah, I thought this was especially strong too. Um, my first thought was, God damn, Conway's a great storyteller. Like he's really, really, really good at doing the storytelling shit. Um, and again, he mentions his face and how it looks. And like, he really feels some type of way about this. Um, and he's just, he's being very, very honest. And like, at this point, I'm like, man, like, it's like where it finally really hit me. Like, man, this is a vulnerable album. Like, like when you hear stressed, like, oh, this is a very vulnerable song. But when you hear stressed, God don't make mistakes, um, guilty, you're like, oh, like this is a vulnerable album. Like my man's really just talking on this, like, like he's just talking about the shit he's been going through. Um, and yeah, it just yeah, it felt good. It, 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 I mean, this didn't feel like a magnum opus. Like, it didn't feel like a masterpiece, in my opinion. Like, I still feel like it probably make a better album than this. Like, it wasn't perfect by any means. But this definitely, I do think, was, like, like his best while being signed to Griselda so far. Like, this is, like, a pretty good work of art. And I don't immediately expect, like, his next one to top this. Like, this is pretty good. And so I feel like he'd have to really, really work to top this. Um but yeah, also the the hospital sounds, the uh, yeah the hospital machine sounds at the end. I felt like he should have started with oh. that. I felt like if he was going to end with it, he should have started with it. That would have been cool to have yeah, it like, wrap like, the whole story. Like ready to die, ready yeah. to die starts with the sounds of baby yeah. smalls being born. Oh, you think people would have thought he would be? People thought he was copying. You think if he did that, then that I mean that's you could also I think, that criti- I think that criticism would come up. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why. But I thought it would have been sticky if it was there and back. But yeah. I thought it was a good, great closer. Great closer. All right. I think that is enough tracks to get kind of our vibes on the album. So we'll plug this onto the Spiceometer. 
Real quick, and real quick before the spiceometer, the thing I wanted to mention at the beginning of the episode that I want to get before we do the spiceometer, spiceometer, who after this, what is your Griselda member ranking, including cool. the honor, including the honorary member? <clears throat> I would say mine is Conway, Freddie, Benny, Westside. Oh, you're in. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. We have the exact same ranking, I. But I, it's also like, it it that's also kind of a tough question because I think of, I think of Freddie Gibbs as like a different kind of vibe, and Freddie Gibbs has just been someone who I've kind of like really liked since twenty fifteen. So it's, well, we can we can take, we can take we can take Freddie out then. So it'd be Conway, Benny, Westside for you. Okay, well yeah, yeah then that that's good for you, uh, or Milo. Yeah, if we'd included Freddie, I would put Freddie underneath Benny. Oh, so it'd oh, go Conway, Benny, okay. Freddie. But, yeah, but if you take it out, we all have the same. Okay. Benny also mm-hmm. underrated. I feel like I personally underrate him sometimes, but yeah, it's it depends. I don't think he's as consistent as Conway. I think that's the issue. But like, like I heard him on his K freestyle on with the cave with uh, what you call it. It was whack, bro. Like I don't know. He's just not that consistent. But when he lays on an amazing verse, I think he has a better like vocal sound. Than Conway, so when he really gives an amazing verse, like it's amazing. But I think Conway's more consistent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're both. There's like, both. I mean, verses by both of them, I really yeah. like. And even like even Westside, like Westside on this album, I generally liked. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but it's just a good album. Yeah, Spicy Meter. I'll start. Like uh-huh. you know, I'm giving this a spicy. I think this is everything that Conway has been like making in his long rap career led up to this in my opinion and it's it's really good he stepped up to the plate he hit a home run spicy uh milo why don't you go yes so this is a despite it's being boring that's fine some movies are boring some books are boring but it's about the story and this i think is a pretty good example of what hip-hop is for which is expression and telling people about different aspects of yourself, your struggles. And most of the songs are let play. Uh, two of them are cues. One's on my playlist. So this is going to be a spicy for me. I think it's a solid project. It's just be warned. It is old school. It's ant- a little antiquated in its texture. One thing I forgot I wanted to say about this album too was that it sounds like, Griselda sounds like they brought back 2000s rap, but just updated it. Like, they're talking yeah. about the old, say, like, drug dealing shit on the corner. Nigga can't fuck with me, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, me and my crew, me and my homies, you know. Like, it's, it's that same sound, but just... or sorry, same vibe, different, like, sound or whatever. So, um, yeah. I'm going to give this a spicy. I thought this was good. Like I said, I think this is his best project I've heard so far. A um, lot of great potential on it. And this is good that my favorite parts of the album were him too, and not features. And so that really says a lot. Um, and Stressed is, yeah, it's a, it's a great song. It's just, like, to me, that that's what really put the album over the top. Because I like Spurs 3 so much, I'm from King to a God, that, like, they would have been tied. But I think Stressed really locks it over the top for me to, like, make it, like, a really, really good album. And so I am curious what he's going to do next, especially now that, like, He's a quote-unquote free agent, not signed to Griselda or Shady Records anymore. And apparently he has his own label that's under Griselda called Drumworks or something like that. And so um, his own imprint. And so 
we'll see um we'll see if he changes up the vibe or the sound or if he's going to keep with the same sound but just now under another label so we'll see but yeah this is a spicy i really enjoy this all right two tracks for our album appetizers playlist my first one i think i'm gonna go with i'm going with tear gas so we can get at least one banger on there uh i think this is an example of conway using his features really well I don't feel like the features overstay their welcome at all. I don't feel like they outshine, but at the same time, they're really good. So Tear Gas would be my first one. My second one, I don't want to just start people off with stress, you know? Yeah. Second one, I, I would probably just do John Wooplick, fuck it. Like, because that's, that's what I, the first song I heard before this album. And it's the one that, if you want to know about Conway's career recently, it's fucking with the Grizzly guys. So for me, it's going to be Tear Gas and John Wooflick. For me, I'll do Tear Gas. I feel like he's much better complimented by YMCMB members than his own members. Well, well, forgive me, one of his own members. Benny the Butcher's fine. So I can't do John Wooflick. That said, I'll go with the, the single, the radio song, Wild Chapters. I feel it. I feel it. For my two, I'm going to pick Piano Love and John Wu Flick. Okay. All right. So it looks like it's John Wu Flick and Tear Gas. Yeah. Two tear votes gas. for Tear Gas. Yeah. Okay. Can't win them all. <laughs> you both went one for two. I won them all. <laughs> Alan wins it all. <laughs> um. All right. Next maybe week. You, maybe you, our listeners. Oh, this is perfect since I'm introducing next week. Next week we're going to be talking about the ultimate Gemini himself, Mr. Kanye Omari West, former 2020 presidential candidate. We're going to be focusing <laughs> on his documentary Genius. For those who missed it, that's how it's pronounced. It is not Gene Yuz. I don't make yourself look like an idiot in front of your peers by saying that it is Genius. So we'll be getting into that. It's kind of a tragic story, at least in my opinion. But as we discuss it, we can get more into that. The thing I was going to mention, maybe our listeners can use the stem player to cut out the West Side Gun on John Wolfley. Oh, God. And just listen to the, the other two members. We'll catch you next week, guys. Peace, guys.